Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. I'm so excited to be here today with my friend Madison Brown, a YouTuber, a musician. I got to know you, what, a couple of months ago, and I'm so excited to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm very happy to be here. I feel like I'm in, like, I'm having, like, a Truman Show moment right now because oh. I've been listening to your <laughs> podcast for ever since it started, I think. So I'm like in the show now, which is like kind of spooky, but amazing. <laughs> I love that. I love, well, I have been obsessed with your YouTube videos because you cover everything. And a lot of the times we've both done episodes covering the same topics, like talking about like dark femininity and all those different, like you cover these different niche trending topics and you kind of like break down what Gen Z and millennials are talking about on TikTok, online. How do you kind of like define what you do? Yeah, I think what you said is pretty spot on. I feel like other people are better at describing my content than I am. <laughs> no, it's relatable. And just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I talk about whatever because I like went into social commentary first and then I did like music, pop culture, commentary. And now I'm kind of back into like what I started with with social commentary and talking about like trending topics, especially women related type of issues like with yeah. um, fashion or uh, beauty standards, plastic surgery, things like that. Yeah. And I mean, I just I'm so excited to have you on for today's episode because you are literally perfect for it because we're going to be talking about comparing different female pop stars and like why people view it so triggering to compare female musicians. <laughs> Do they like it? Do they not like it? Examples of folks who have kind of been in this arena. So the main examples we're going to be talking about today, Ariana Grande versus Mariah Carey, Beyonce Knowles versus Chloe and Halle Bailey, Taylor Swift versus Olivia Rodrigo, and of course, the ultimate Britney Spears mm. versus Christina Aguilera. You're a big Ariana stan, and you've done a bunch of content around her as yeah. well. So I kind of want to dive into her first, but my first question before we like get into these celebrities is for you as a musician, why do you think musicians hate comparison? Because like I've dated a few of them and anyone who ever like anytime you meet a musician, you want to say, oh, what's your music like? Mm -hmm. And I, I remember asking you this when we first met every single person. They give you this like speech where they're like, well, it's not like one thing you could compare it to. Like it's kind of a mixture like they, musicians don't like comparisons. Is that true? Yeah, it's definitely true. Um, I mean, if someone was like, oh, what music do you make? I usually just say pop and R&B. Um, but when you compare them to a specific artist, that's when they get annoyed because, um, you know, artists are star star today. Artists are so sensitive and like that one. That's what makes their art so good. Yeah. And so, you know, we want to be original and we want to be different and we don't want to sound like someone else or we we don't want to be accused of being like a ripoff of somebody else. So if you get compared to like the same person over and over again, especially it can get annoying. Like people always say, oh, you sound like Ariana Grande. And I love her. So I don't take it as an insult. She's an incredible singer. Um but I never want to be like an Ariana Grande ripoff or I, would, I don't want to seem like I'm trying to be her. So I think that's why artists like get annoyed because they want to do something that's original, different. Like even I don't know if you've seen Billie Eilish's documentary. It came out a couple of years ago. No. But she was playing a song for her parents and they're like, oh, it reminds me of this. And like her and her brother she were like. She like, smashes the car. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Fuck you, mom. Literally burns the house down. She's like, how could you say that? No. It's just like it's very common for artists to get annoyed by that because. Um, it is people's first instinct to compare something to something that is familiar. And I don't think that's 
like them trying to be offensive. That's just like a human thing. I think that all the time, like comparisons. And I understand why it's annoying, especially for artists in the sense where like if someone says just Timothy Chalamet, oh, my God, you're like the next Brad Pitt. Mm -hmm. It's not as offensive because you're acting. You're playing a different character versus an artist. Like you're like, that's okay. That's who I am. Yeah, it's an extension of your person but you know people do this because like for just the average joe who doesn't know anything about music if somebody says to me oh my music is like a mix of taylor swift and lana del rey because i write about boys and romance i'd be like oh i love it now i want to listen versus an artist being described as that they're like i'm not taylor and lana i'm like my own person Mm -hmm. i'm megan or something so a fun story for this is um my old manager set me up with uh like independent record label and I was like sending her my music and stuff I was like it's not mixed yet whatever whatever but if you want to send it to them you can so they know what I'm working on and she sent this song to somebody else just like a friend of hers who's an quote-unquote artist they Uh weren't a musician they just like worked in the arts or something and I was telling her like yeah like here are my references because every artist has references and she comes back to me and she's like, well, my friend said that there doesn't need to be another so-and-so. And, you know, you have to like, you know, like your music is too generic. And I was like, no, I'm not trying to be this person. I'm just giving you references for the work. Yeah. References are completely normal. I'm not ripping anybody off. And I like really pissed me off because I'm like, fuck you. Like, I'm not. I would have steered into it. I would have been like, well, that bitch is getting older. So Hollywood <laughs> yeah. always demands another one of them. Someone's got to take her place. And here I am, you right. know, like, yeah. It's stuff like that where like, you know, I could it, take. Kinda, it penalizes, it penalizes basically people, right? For being compared. Right. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So I feel like I, I understand that now because obviously I was coming at it from the direction of like, isn't it always like such a compliment to be compared? And it is once or I twice, so. just not all the time. And with the phrasing of like, oh, you're the next or you're trying to be <laughs> yeah, blank. You people know? really hate that. Well, speaking of people who hate it, we got to start with Ariana Grande and Mariah Carey because I feel like they're the ultimate. And I don't know much about vocal abilities. I know you definitely do. But I feel like that was the main reason why at the beginning people were comparing Mariah Carey to Ariana Grande. I know Mariah Mm -hmm. Carey, people say she has, what, five octaves? Five octave range. Do you know what Ariana's is? It's probably the same. Okay. Because that extra octave is those whistles. Yes, and they're both known. Like, who else is doing whistle tones? Actually, who is? I don't know. You are. Uh, I <laughs> Yeah, please stream my music. I don't know anybody who's as popular as Ariana or Mariah who's doing whistles. Like, even Whitney didn't do whistles. Yes. So, yeah. I'd say the only singer... I think Haley Williams has a four-octave range. Okay. Um, Paramore, right? Yeah. Okay. I've never heard her do whistles, though, so I'm de- that's why I'm saying four yeah it could be five I don't know but yeah well that was one of the things right it was the octave range it was the whistles and also it's kind of like what came first the chicken or the egg Uh but Mariah Carey has always had this diva reputation and Ariana got it pretty quickly too and Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people forget about that because like there was Ariana's reputation before the Manchester bombing and everything with Mac Miller and then there was her reputation afterwards right and I just feel I feel like trauma changes a person right but the reputation she had before and after were vastly different and people now think of ariana as i don't know like she she has a different reputation post but beforehand she really had rumors and people talking about how she was hard to deal with she was the Mm -hmm. next mariah carey she thought so highly of herself her head was so huge what do you believe is the true ariana because you know a lot about her 
I do. And I'm probably biased because I am such a big fan. And like, you know, like I think anyone wants to see the good in the artists that they admire. I live in fear every day that I'm going to meet this woman because like (laughs) considering my plans for my career, like I would like like I will be a pop star at some point. And, you know, if things go as planned, I could be in the same room as her. And she's like, aren't you the bitch who made a YouTube video about me? (laughs) Like, I don't know how she would handle that. But regardless, I think trauma does change a person, like you said. And I mean, I don't know much about the diva stuff other than like she licked a donut and people were like, oh, she's such a brat. Like, yeah, you know, such um, a donut licker. Well, I mean, it was all basically rumors. And I part of me wonders, like, did they stem from the comparisons to Mariah Carey? Right, yeah, because she has the voice of a diva. So it's like, yes, why not put that trope onto her? I don't know, because like, I think you should always be kind to people. But I mean, Mariah Carey, I'm like, if anyone's going to be a diva, I think she's allowed to be because she's just so fucking good at what she does. It's exactly. Like, you, you, the bandwidth of like what you're able to get away with definitely increases with yeah. your talent, I think, as it should. I think that there's another aspect to these comparing of female pop artists where I think youth comes into it. And I'm reminded of like Game of Thrones where like Cersei was worried that Daenerys was going to take her throne. Yeah. Dumois <laughs> and fluently forward. What? <laughs> What's the beat? <laughs> or like Mariah Carey and Ariana yeah. Grande where I feel like the older you know, icon is always a little bit threatened by the younger one that's being compared to them. And this comes across in different levels where basically Mariah Carey was asked about like, oh, hey, like people are comparing Ariana Grande to you. And she said, quote, first of all, I'm still young. I discount (laughs) numbers. Numerically speaking, I stopped counting at 17. But I wish everybody all the best of luck. If this is a career path they choose, I hope that they can achieve longevity. And she's always been I know that like recently they collaborated on like a Christmas song and I guess they like put it under the rug for a little bit. But I feel like there's always been tension there. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, she was on Andy Cohen and I remember she was like, I don't know her. Yeah. Yeah. He said, what about Ariana Grande? Do you know her? And she said, no. Like, yeah, which is obviously, you know, you know who she is. Like, because it's not like she was still on Nickelodeon at that point. I don't think I don't remember when that interview was, but I feel like she was I mean, she was big. She she was definitely past Victoria's. And then she continued to I don't know when early in the career was because he was like, oh, you know, like earlier in your career. And she goes, honestly, I'm not familiar. I listen to hip hop more than I listen to pop music. Oh, my God. She's and I so feel shady. Like, I love it. Right. I feel like there's one element of shade where it's like, oh, she's like so young to I wish her luck in her career is kind of shading. Like, I don't yeah. think that you're going to make it. And then number three is like, oh, you're just pop fluff music. Right. I feel like that's such a common diss is like, oh, I don't listen to pop music. Like, I don't. Yeah, do you not have a radio in your car? Doesn't everybody yeah. listen? It's pop for I popular. I mean, Mariah Carey is a very intelligent woman and she's been in the industry for a while. I'm sure she doesn't care to keep up with every up and coming artist anymore. But I'm sure at the point of that interview, she I don't know. She probably knew who she was and maybe she was just annoyed with the comparison. So she's like, I don't want to talk about this girl because everyone keeps saying she's coming for my throne or like she's trying to be me or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of Mariah Carey. Like if I was Mariah Carey, I was just like seasoned veteran musician and people are like nipping at me being like, oh, this girl from Disney Channel or whatever is trying to be like you. I'd be like, shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think she could have given her a bit more grace and she obviously came around eventually, right? Because 
they seem chill now. But like yeah. they've like referenced each other on Instagram and been like, right. happy birthday, you're the best, whatever. So I guess they seem to have buried that hatchet. Yeah. I would also wonder too, if I'm Mariah Carey, and it's like, oh, this girl from Boca Raton, Florida, who was on like a uh, Nickelodeon victorious right. acting like a little kid in school now has this career. I'd be like, OK, so like what Nickelodeon like bought her an album like that doesn't mm, mean that you can compare her to me. It's also giving like a little bit of not nepotism, but there should be a word for the what happens to you that when you're a Nickelodeon or a Disney star, the way that you immediately get an album. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of musicians look at that and they're like, oh, this is so stupid. Personally, I would have sold my left nut to be on Nickelodeon <laughs> or Disney Channel. Like I used to beg my parents to let me go to auditions. And I'm glad they like never were like into the whole child star. Yeah, you would have met Dan Schneider, dude. Watch out. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, thank you. But yeah, I, I can see where like Mariah maybe is like, I don't maybe have the same respect for her as someone who like really like toughed it out in the industry. And but, you know, then I think about like if I was Ariana, for example, like I'd feel bad. I'd be so gutted if my idol or someone who I really looked up to was kind of just dismissive and was like, yeah, like, fuck this girl or whatever. Like, okay, so if in real life, you know, I get big and then... Yeah, they're like, oh, this YouTuber and Mariah Carey's like, okay, like a YouTuber, right. like, fuck off. You'd be like, okay, well, like, Or even like Ariana me. Grande, it's like, it would, I would be, like, so sad. Even though I've been pretty vocal about, like, like, I love her, but I've also talked about, like, you know, like, blackfishing or cultural appropriation. And so I guess maybe it would be a bit warranted if she didn't like me. But <laughs> <laughs> Other way around, dude. It would be warranted if you don't like her because of that, you know? Yeah. But we'll see. I am so excited to tell you this week about Saqqara and their flexible signature nutrition program. I have been eating on this plan for the last week, and I love everything about it. I, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I talk about how I was vegan for three years. You know, I typically eat about 80% vegan. It just feels more aligning. It just makes me feel great when I do it. And coinciding with the fact that as creative as I like to think of myself, I, can ne I never know what to cook. I never know how to put together something. I love looking at food online, but I can never seem to make interesting meals for myself. And Saqqara is fantastic for this. They give you meals that are ready to eat. They're delivered to your door and they are so healthy. They're going to make you look and feel your best. They're plant-based and they are fun. Like I this week have eaten a pumpkin pie parfait, a vegan burger, a sweet potato bowl with this maple syrup sauce. For breakfast, I'm having chocolate love muffins that have like coconut oat crumble on them. It's absolutely fantastic. So... If you want a little taste of this, haha, uh -huh, Sakara brings expertly designed organic nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their science-backed, ready-to-eat meals are going to deliver results that you can see and feel from weight management and eased bloat to boosted energy and clearer skin. So right now, Sakara is offering Fluently Forward listeners 20% off of their first order when they go to sakara.com slash fluently or enter code fluently at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash fluently to get 20% off your first order sakara.com slash fluently what I find interesting is that we have Mariah with Ariana where it's like a little bit of public shade and then for the next comparison we have Chloe and Halle Bailey being compared to Beyonce but instead of Beyonce publicly shading them she actually kind of took them under her wing in like a mentorship role which normally doesn't happen with these artists being compared so yeah. 
basically they first got to know each other all the way back in 2003 when Chloe played a young version of Beyonce's character in The Fighting Temptations. And then a decade later, basically Chloe and Hallie got famous off of YouTube, right? They were mm-hmm. doing different covers. I know that they did a cover of her Pretty Hurts song, which then got her attention. And Beyonce ended up signing them to Parkwood Entertainment Management Company. So that was like not only are you being compared to me, but I'm actually going to take the role of your mentor on. So how do you think that, you know, varied from Mariah? I think it's really cool that Beyonce did that. Like if I want to look at it from like a very like business, like Hollywood standpoint, I could see maybe Beyonce being like, okay, this would be smart for me to show support for them and also like guide them and kind of carry on this like brand. I I mean, I don't, no, if she was looking at their YouTube videos and being like, okay, I've got some competition with these 12 year olds. Yeah. Let me, <laughs> let me make sure they don't get too big and you know, they don't outshine me, but you know, like if Scooter Braun was a woman, you know, yeah. you know like, I'm just going to pretend to be their friend instead. Right. Exactly. Kind of like a mean girls kind of thing where like Regina George is like taking Katie hair another under her yeah. wing. And she's like, let me do your makeup because yeah. I like you so much, <laughs> right. you know, and it's like kind of sinister. Like deeply threatened. Yeah. But this did change the way that the public perceived them where typically Ariana was like, oh, I'm a fan of Mariah. I'm a fan of hers. Chloe and Hallie, of course, incessantly asked about Beyonce in interviews. But instead of saying, oh, I'm a fan, they were like, oh, I'm so grateful to her. She's such a great mentor. Mm -hmm. She's really helped us. And I feel like it kind of gave both of them more legitimacy by her extending like the olive branch. It made Chloe and Hallie seem like a bigger deal rather than Ariana for a couple of years did kind of have this reputation of a Mariah wannabe. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point because, I mean, Beyonce is the stamp of approval. Like that's the best, that's the best stamp of approval you could get. So I think people definitely see them as like true artists with undeniable talent, whereas maybe Ariana had to prove herself more, especially coming from a children's network. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's funny, too, because I think people have such an urge to compare folks that once the rift was off between Chloe and Hallie and Beyonce... Then it went to Chloe versus Hallie, where mm-hmm. now people are like, oh, Hallie's this like sweet, innocent Disney princess. She's going to be, I think it's out already, the Little Mermaid live action. Is it? I don't, I've been seeing more clips of it. So either it's out like, or there's like a second trailer. Yeah. So she's going to be, she's working with Disney now and Chloe's on her own. She's dressing more provocatively. And now it's leading people to be like, oh, Chloe versus right. Hallie. Like who's being like too provocative and who's like super innocent and who has the best voice. And I think it's just human nature. People always want to rank and they always want to compare, even if it's like sisters who love each other. They're like, we'll still <laughs> do it with them. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I thought they were twins for the longest time, too, which. OK, have like, you seen Grownish? Yeah. So they're twins in the show, right? They're OK, twins that's in why the I show, thought which they were made it so confusing. And they do look like which, yeah. by the way, side note, I started watching Grownish and it's such an interesting TV show to me. Anyone who's watched it, let me know in the comments, because they use this form of narration on the show where like, you know, what's her name? Yara Shahidi. Zoe, though, that's her name in the show. And isn't it? Yeah. So she'll narrate different things that are happening, which gives it very much like a G-rated Disney theme. (laughs) But they're doing the most X-rated stuff. So she'll be like, you know what it's like when you have a train ran on you. Like what I really (laughs) love, she's like... What I learned from this experience of doing cocaine every single night was that you got to have your friends around you. And I'm like, it's so weird because they covered the most like 
out there topics, but she talks about it in such like a, uh, like, I don't know, Mr. Rogers type of way. Do you know what <laughs> yes. I mean? That is so on point because that reminds me of that episode where she she did like Adderall or something. And then she's <laughs> she like, was- whoops, went online shopping for 16 hours. I'm like, what? <laughs> you just did meth, bitch. What are you talking about? But she was also addicted to Adderall. And in the show, she's like, <laughs> isn't that so quirky? Of she's me? like, if there's like one thing that yeah, I know about being an addict, it's that this train never stops. I'm like, and in the background, it's like the xylophone. I'm like, wait, what? So does she have a problem? Or like, no, is this funny? All we're, all we're missing is a laugh track. Like, what's going on? <laughs> So anyway, it's an interesting show. But yeah, they were twins in it. And I do think Chloe and Hallie are going to get back together one day and make music again. Like, I don't think that... They didn't break up, did they? I don't think they broke up. It's just that Chloe's, like, doing it on her own and Hallie isn't doing anything while she, I don't know, probably takes a huge check from Disney. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure, like, once... Yeah, once this aerial little prince, little princess, little... Mermaid? (laughs) She is a princess. (laughs) Little princess, little woman... Once The Little Mermaid run is done, I'm sure they'll go back to making music and I'm sure everyone will be happy because I've seen a lot of their fans online be like, what are you doing, Chloe? We want the avant-garde, Afrocentric, like, cyber, what is it called? Uh, there's like, um, their brand is like, it's like cyber. cyber Afro something. I don't know. It's cool. I'm like Ooh, blanking okay. on it right now. Fans want more of like that Chloe Halley, like unique sound, whereas people don't really love Chloe's music her solo music as much because it's more, I guess, accessible, like pop it's not R&B. As, like, unique or, yeah. Yeah. It, they are, they fantastic. Afrofuturism. That's what it's called. Afrofuturism. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. like a big like aesthetic within their music, like visually. And I would say sonically as well, but definitely that Beyonce influence for sure. Yes. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. Now, the next comparison we have. So Mariah, Ariana, public shading. Beyonce, Chloe and Hallie, mentorship. Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo, litigious fighting. So this was like a third aspect of this where basically Olivia Rodrigo's coming up and she's constantly being compared to Taylor Swift. I think because it's this idea of like a girl, like the songs are like a page out of your diary and it's all about boys and heartbreak in high school. And they were like, oh my God, she's the next Taylor Swift. So Taylor could have taken her under her wing, like Beyonce did with Chloe and Hallie. And it kind of seemed like that was going to happen at first. They were talking on Instagram. They were supporting each other. There were photos together. And then Olivia Rodrigo comes out with Sour and Taylor Swift's lawyers get litigious. And it turns out that songwriting credit goes to them for Deja Vu, for New Year's Day. and Really? Yeah. So New Year's Day, or sorry, not New Year's Day, One Step Forward, Two Steps Back, that Olivia Rodrigo song, the beginning of it oh, is exactly the same as Taylor Swift's New Year's oh. Day. And she said, like, you know, that was the inspiration for it. She already gave credit when the album came out. Okay. Then after the album's out, this is when we had Paramore getting credit for Good For You. And then Taylor Swift, Jack Antonoff, and St. Vincent all got songwriting credits on Deja Vu. Oh my God. And this happened after the album already came out. So a lot of people were like, basically, I think there's a lot of people online who don't know much about law. I saw a lot of people online saying, there's no way that Taylor Swift asked for songwriting credit, I bet her lawyers just went ahead and did that Mm -hmm. because it sounded so similar. And I'm like, if you think that lawyers pro bono decide to like 
on the weekend, spend <laughs> their free time being like, without Taylor Swift telling me what to do, let me just throw some lawsuits yeah. people's way. Like, it doesn't work that way. Well, I remember Haley Williams said something about the good for you thing and was like, yeah, our, our publisher was like, you know, this is this belongs to you or like, you know, their publisher was basically the one who initiated it. And I'm also a huge Paramore stand, So like. I definitely have my rose-colored glasses on with that because I'm like Haley Williams would never, <laughs> would Do never take think- something from a young spry songwriter like Olivia Rodrigo. Right. Although, do you think the songs were similar? Good for you and Misery Business. I mean, a little bit, but not like writing credits similar. Right. That's what I think too. Also, like all songs are kind of similar. Yeah, especially like- if it's in the same genre, like chord progressions. There's certain chord progressions that are popular in certain genres. And this chord progression that's used in Good For You is a very like popular pop punk chord progression. So I don't think it's just so fucked up. Like the music industry right now is so weird. Like obviously nothing is like 100% original, but I mean, the copyright is just insane. Like I don't understand how people do it. You could copyright a song and not even know it. Yes. So, I mean, I just think a lot of people were saying, oh, are they friends? Are they not friends? Is this songwriting credit a token of gratitude or is it not? Olivia Rodrigo has basically come out in interviews and been like, it was, what'd she say? It was really frustrating to see people discredit and deny my creativity. And then her producer said, it seems like people get funny about things when songs become really popular. Oh yeah. As soon as it gets super popular, like if you're skyrocketing to fame and success, like Olivia Rodrigo, of course people are going to be coming after you trying to get a piece of that. Yeah. So I think it's mostly just because she's kind of in a vulnerable place as a new artist. And that's why it's so easy for people to try to, like, take things away from her or, like, take writing credits or whatever. But, yeah, I seriously doubt Olivia Rodrigo is just, like, blatantly ripping off. And it was if it was a blatant ripoff, we would know. Like, we would hear it. So, no, I think... it's Yeah, it's garbage. It's bullshit. And I think it really, too, backfired on... Taylor Swift, right? At least like with Mariah Carey, like you're shady, but she's not like like Ariana Grande hasn't given money to Mariah Carey. No. And that's this instance that's happened with Olivia and Taylor. Yeah. And despite all it, cause the Taylor Swift fans are like freaking nuts and they come out of the woodwork and they're like, she would never, she would, who knows, whatever. I have it on very good authority from multiple sources at this point. The girls are fighting. Olivia oh. and Taylor Swift like this like this was a rift in them they are not close anymore after what happened because taylor took writing credits yeah wow i mean yeah i would be i'd be pretty pissed off too have you heard the song nothing new that she did with phoebe bridgers oh yeah do you think so a lot of people think the bridge of that song where she's like i know i'm gonna meet her you know she'll be a fever dream like a talent at age 18 she's a fever dream and I'll cry myself to sleep. And a lot of people were saying, that's Olivia Rodrigo. What do you think? What song? For uh, No, she's just like referencing the fact that like this new person who's going to come and take my spot oh. is Olivia. Oh, <laughs> oh right. Yeah, you're she... like, who's getting writing credit? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? oh, oh, I see. Yeah, because she references like not being like the new shiny thing anymore yeah. and like there's a young yeah that would be really shady if that's if she actually wrote that wouldn't <laughs> it so we'll see we'll see how can a person know anything at eight i love that song it's really good it, it hits you in the heart you know, know what i mean so those are the three comparisons we have of an older 
pop star being compared to younger pop stars and different like riffs between it and how you handle it. Either shading someone with Andy Cohen, either taking someone <laughs> under your wing or suing the shit out of Dude, them. Dude, that taking has to some be the worst money. ones. Just <laughs> suing them. They're like, yeah, fuck you. And it, I don't think it was like a sue-sue, but like it, it got legal, you know? Anytime yeah. it gets legal, it's no longer friendly. I mean, you can't play with people's money. That's the thing. Like, And by the way, let me pull up the numbers here because it was a good amount. So basically, how much did Taylor, Jack, and St. Vincent make off of the song Deja Vu, which they worked zero on? St. Vincent got $65,000. Jack Antonoff got $260,000. And Taylor Swift got $325,000. So imagine not working on a song at all and then a check for $325,000 showing up. Yeah, that's bullshit. Like people work years to make that type of money yeah. and Taylor just like got it from Olivia. And it's so. not like she needs it. No. Okay. The amount of money I paid to go see her in tour in May. Like, trust <laughs> like, me, she doesn't need it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So BetterHelp is online therapy. It's very convenient, very easy to use. If you've never done therapy before, it's a great like first step to see what it's like. I think a lot of people are kind of nervous about trying out therapy, but I personally... I love therapy. I love therapy when anything traumatic happens, when you do a move, when you go through a breakup, when you get or you lose a job. But it's also helpful, I think, too, just to help with your self-awareness, right? Your understanding and your thought patterns. Do I need to set boundaries? How do I do that? Can somebody help give me a script for a hard conversation I'm about to have with a friend or a lover? anything. So I think it's fantastic. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash fluently today, and you can get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash fluently. Now, the last one we have here is the iconic original comparison, Britney Spears versus Christina Aguilera. They were both teenage cast members in the uh, Mickey Mouse Club in the early 1990s, and then they both went into music. They kind of released their singles at the same time, 1998 and 1999. And what was interesting is that immediately they were pitted against each other and because they were both kind of trying to corner the good girl image market at the same time, it was like a rush for who's the most good girl. Christina Aguilera's first album is like a white lace shirt smiling at the camera, but then Britney's on her knees and a cardigan smiling. So then Britney cornered this good girl image area and Christina Aguilera kind of had to pivot into like, I'm a bad girl. And immediately everybody took off running with that. It divided them and they just like put Britney up here and said that Christina would always be second fiddle. What did you think about the rift between them? I always found it interesting because, like, yeah, they come from the same place with, like, Disney and everything. They're both blonde and white, and that's kind of the only thing I really see similar uh, similar within them. Like, Christina has such a different voice, although Britney kind of had a similar voice to her when she was younger, and then there's, like, the whole conspiracy about the baby voice thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just seem like such different artists to me just because of how they sound, and even their music. I mean, I feel like Britney sings about different shit. I know more Britney songs than I do Christina songs. So I, I don't know if I'm like the best to really 
say if that's true, but. But I think everyone does. And I think it's because Britney was always deemed number one. And right. Christina was always like put in this position of like trying to catch up to Britney. Mm-hmm. Even when they did that uh, performance, right? Where it was Britney, Madonna and Christina Aguilera. <laughs> yeah, Christina was just like who she was there. People forget no that she was even on stage. Like, and I know she was mad as fuck. <laughs> She's right? like, y'all cropped me out of the fucking picture. I kissed her too, God damn it. And people forget about that. Like it's crazy like oh man I'd be mad too I'd be pissed so I think that that was really interesting too especially because Christina Aguilera arguably had the better voice and I feel like you see this too even with like Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez Demi arguably has the better voice but Mm -hmm. Selena was more popular so it's got to be extra frustrating as an artist to be like okay I am unequivocally like a better vocal range a better artist but you have the better like image marketing going for you. So now you're in the number one spot. Yeah. I mean, Christina is an incredible voice. Her range is insane. Like, and Britney has a more of a, a demure, like low key sound to her voice. And I think that just goes to show you that it's not about talent. It's more about personality and public perception and how you come across rather than your skill level because from my understanding Britney has always been more likable like in interviews and things like that whereas Christina is a lot more outspoken and a lot more headstrong about her beliefs or like how she presents herself so I feel like especially in that time it's a lot easier to be more of like a quiet like good girl regardless of how sexy you are it's a lot easier to just kind of like sit there and nod and smile because like I mean they were saying such crazy things to Britney and she was just such a like good girl about it and just kind of like accepting it as it happened rather than fighting back whereas I feel like Christina was a lot more likely to like fight back against certain things yes and I think that was very true of the time like what was that movie they did about the woman who were sexually abused at like Fox News by that guy the one with Margot Robbie yeah and and Charlize Theron was what's her name Megan Kelly and she looked almost exactly like her and they were basically saying that the advice for women in the workplace back then which this was still years after like Britney was famous was basically like you had to giggle and if a guy was like oh come sit on my lap you couldn't say no I'm going to HR you had to be like (laughs) (laughs) maybe next time like I'll be on your lap in your dreams where like you say no but you have to be so flirtatious and Machiavellian about it and that's what Brittany would do in her interviews they'd be like oh so what's it like wearing your underwear she'd be like "Ah, love it you know like instead (laughs) of Christina who would probably be like shut the fuck up like don't you want to hear about my octave range or something yes (laughs) yes now did you know this just speaking about britney christina and the madonna kiss did you know that it was supposed to be jennifer lopez being a part of that kiss instead oh really yeah it was supposed to be her kissing madonna but Mm. then she like passed on it so then britney and christina did it instead wow well, I mean, no shade to J-Lo, but I feel like Britney probably was the one who made it so iconic. Me too. Like, I just can't imagine J-Lo and Madonna kissing. No. And I don't think people would care. No. <laughs> I don't think so. I just, Not even Ben Affleck. <laughs> All right. So there we have it. This is basically just, it's going to be interesting to think about because I think when you compare two female artists, at least to me, I don't think that there's any bad intention behind it. But then I think what happens is people on YouTube start to make those videos, right? Like this person's best live performances Mm. versus this person's best live performances. (laughs) Outfits on the red carpet, who's prettier? So I think 
just human nature being so wicked sometimes. It starts off with a good intention. Oh, great. Let me try to compare you to a few other artists so that way people know what you're about and we can sell some records. And then it turns into who's hottest, who's the youngest, who's the better singer, what team are you, this person versus Mm -hmm. this person. If you had to guess, who do you see this happening to in the future? That's a good question. I'm trying to think who's like a newer artist right now. Like, I feel like Sabrina Carpenter is being compared to Olivia Rodrigo just because they're like, I don't know, Disney, Disney girls. And um, Ariana, because her song Nonsense, everyone's like, oh, this is an Ariana Grande ripoff or like she's in her Ariana bag. There's always going to be comparison. I don't know. Is there anyone who hasn't? Like when I think of Rihanna, I'm like, I don't know if she was ever really compared to anyone. That's a good point. I don't think so either. Well, Beyonce in the beginning, like the very beginning, I feel like they try to give Rihanna like the same image as Beyonce. I guess with like Ponder Replay or something. Yeah, like, like that, that era. era. Yeah. Um, but definitely like, I feel like past Umbrella, it's like you can't really. But when I was younger, I used to get them mixed up all the time. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so and then, then Rihanna was like, I'm actually just going to cut off all of my hair. So you'll know yes, that like, I am red. the bad girl, you know? <laughs> yeah. And what's fascinating too is... Has this ever happened to men? No. I think that Shawn Mendes and Nick Jonas are kind of similar, but like it never com- happens at all. Well, I was going to say Shawn Mendes and Justin Bieber because there was one interview where they asked Justin Bieber, oh, Shawn Mendes, what do you think of him? And he's like, I don't know who that is. He pulled a Mariah, <laughs> which is hilarious because it's like Justin you definitely know who Sean Mendez is. No, you, you, do, you are the only two white boys with guitars. But this is when Justin Bieber was trying to be black and his pants were like, you know what oh I mean? Oh my God, when he light was wearing, skin like, Bieber era. Yes. I miss that time. You know what? Like, I just miss Justin Bieber having an era. Now oh, he like, oh. <laughs> confident, wait, no, the, um, what song is that? You're the matters to me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember in the music video, he timed the oh-ohs to like two different yes, thrusts. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my God. That made me deeply uncomfortable. And he had the hot model in Ew. the music video. It was like this hot female model and he looked roughly 15. Stop. Even though they were around the same age, it was just like it kind of looked uncomfortable at the time. Ugh. But I miss it. Well, speaking of speaking of hot girl and Justin Bieber, Madison Beer has been compared to Ariana Grande. What? They say she copied her in like some music video. Oh, yeah, I could see that. But then she was supposed to be in the video. I was supposed to be in the video. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. I will say Madison Beer. She's probably so sick of me fucking talking about her. Because like <laughs> she's, she's probably, probably like, blocked. Get away from me. <laughs> but I just find her so interesting. And she is kind of in this new era that I love for her. I've typically said that she should like change up her hair or like not yeah. look as hot to like try to be different. Her latest music video uh, show me like you do or whatever. Let me look it up. But she is now doing like the Bond girl era. And I think, yeah, showed me how I fell in love mm. with you. That music video. Everyone should go check it out. She looks incredible. Like, you know what? Steer into being hot and just be like a Bond villain girl mm. on a train who's like killing nice. people while you don't sweat at all. You know? Yeah. So I like it. All right, Madison, thank you so much for coming on. If anybody wants to check out some of your fantastic YouTube videos. You're just Madison Brown under there, right? Yep. M-A-D-I-S-Y-N. Yes. Brown. Anything you want to share with us? Any video that's coming up or any topic you're working on? I have a video coming out soon. 
called Omni Moms and the Illusion of Wellness, where I talk about Gwyneth Paltrow and like the wellness industry and all that oh. stuff. I, I had to refilm it because it turned it out. It turned out terrible. So I had to redo it. So it'll be out soon. OK, I'm excited. <laughs> good timing with Gwyneth's uh, trial, yeah. too. And you also have a video on Ariana Grande. That's like mm -hmm. a deep dive on her. If anyone wants to check that out. So. And uh, check out my music on yes. Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get music. It's just my first name, Madison. Drop a comment and see who compare Madison to someone in the comments. Oh be like, God. oh, this is exactly. I blah, literally, blah, blah. I hooked up with a guy recently, and I played him one of my songs, and he's like, "You sound like Ariana Grande," and I was like, "This will never escape me." But you know what? That's like for like some like dumbass guy to like say something. It was like a guy compliment, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like some asshole on the internet being like, "You're trying to be Ariana Grande." Can you imagine you're hooking up with him and he's like, so you're in your Ariana era. Oh my huh? God. I'd be like, get away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for coming on. And we will see you next week for another episode of Fluently Forward. Bye, guys. Bye.